gather round, townsfolk. Uh, of, um, Drake's Tale. Uh, witness Rudolph Brandyvine's marvelous magical wells. Yes, yes, gather round close. <laughs> See here, a ring that grants you an eleventh finger. Ooh, particularly useful for those of you who have got some problems with locks, eh? Hmm. Or how about this? A teapot that never runs out of delicious hot tea. An infinity pot. <laughs> oh, who's a Wait, whoa. Whoa there, friend. Uh, what's your name? Uh, it's Jacob Plowman. Well, Jacob Plowman. Everyday man, aren't you? Uh, how about this? A babbling book. A book enchanted to tell you a story from the history of Drake and Hellion. A demonstration now. Hello, and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter, we listened as the three Fletchley black sheep, Persephone, Tarquin, and Thistledown, made their way through the Fletchley Academy, a cruel major school run by Blackstone Fletchley, the patriarch of their family. We listened as the Fletchleys skirted past Professor Bellamy Flitnook with the use of a subtle suggestion spell. The group then split up to find information and settle in, both Thistledown and Tarquin left to the boys' dormitories, where they met a famulus, a type of prefect at the academy that ruled over the other children. Through intimidation, they managed to convince him to leave them alone until the morning, and they learned a little about the structures of punishments at the academy. The girl's house. Persephone found an ally in a young girl named Yoland Woodward, the sister to a bound mage under Jinkum the Orange. Yoland shared her plans for the academy's destruction and told Persephone about her secret hiding place atop the Stormcaller's Pine. Making use of the message cantrip, Persephone gathered her brother and uncle there with her. Once they climbed up to the secret spot, Yolan left them in the hopes that they would be able to find and burn the fleshly contracts before she would have to take her final perilous exam and sign herself away. We join the three Fletchleys now, up a tree, in the third chapter of the Fletchley Contracts. The three Fletchleys sit in the tree, um, and Persephone, uh, ex- sorry, sorry, not Persephone, um, yes, Persephone. Persephone, uh, explains to Tarquin and Thistledown, um, how, uh, Yolan, who she met, the, the encounter that she had in greater detail, uh, she explains that Yolan was worried that, um, Persephone would get caught in the morning, uh, by professors and families, and, um, would be found out to be who she was. Um, And although grumbling, you will make your way up into this tree um, and you eventually find a bit of respite, um, uh, sitting and lying, uh, waiting for for the dawn to come. And you find that as the sun slowly rises, um, your forms have returned to uh, that of um, yourselves. Um, and that just about 24 hours has, has passed since um, since Jinkum um, cast his spell on you um, and you have returned to looking like yourselves but you, you stay in your in, in the top of this tree um, and you can hear um, the clanging of bells and the bustling of students around the compound um, you see uh, several of them all moving into the great hall um, you even spot uh, several professors and teachers. Everybody make a perception check. Natural one. Natural one. 
Eighteen. Eighteen. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, so Tarquin, your eyes are still like rubbing them. They're not even open. Um, and uh, Persephone, you're staring into the crowd, your eyes searching for Yolin to try and spot where she is. Um, Thistledown, you spot a uh, very a platinum blonde head moving through the crowd, much taller, um, that looks uh, strikingly like um, Tarquin. And you recognise him. It's been many years, it's been decades since you saw him in the flesh. But you recognise him, it's your brother, Blackstone Fletchley. You see students move out of the way as um, he walks through the crowd uh, and masses and he makes his way into the Great Hall. You see uh, teachers nod at him and shuffle out of the way quickly as well. Um, And it only was for a couple of seconds, uh, briefly, but there he went. He looked very stern, his expression. Um, Very similar how you remember him as a boy though right when I see him uh, just instinctively clench my fists and just give a bit of a <sighs> so almost the entire school um, filters into this great hall as they take their assembly and what was moments ago just a bustling noise of footsteps and the calling of children and um, you know it, sometimes a few like sparks going off as people fire off magic of prestidigitations and the shouting of uh, famuluses and famuli um, uh, reprimanding students and um, hitting them over the head with books and, and that and then it's just quiet um, as they have all gathered in the great hall what would you like to do? well everyone's in the great hall let's go find the contracts we need a diversion. They're in the Great Hall. If you create a diversion, they'll all run out of the Great Hall. Yeah, so then the Great Hall will be free for us to go right in, no? How are we going to get past that many students and professors? The examination hall, the examination... Um, uh, hall is separate from where they contact. Is separate from the Great Hall. My apologies. Let's do that. <laughs> Brilliant. Persephone remembers in her head. Duh. Fantastic, let's go. You'll clamber down the tree? Yeah. Um, you, you clamber down quickly. It's quite wet, it's slippery, but you manage to get down. Um, and you will rush um, feet uh, clattering along uh, grass first and then across the, um, the stone pavement, the small roads that lead between the buildings. And you skid to a stop just outside a great um, building, like four pyramids of... Um, four buildings sort of stacked on top of each other in a pyramid structure Uh, each section of the building is like a large hexagon Um, you see a large set of uh, huge wooden doors with um, metal braces on it it's got uh, two great um, knockers on it (laughs) stop no Please. I wouldn't have made a point of it if you hadn't, like, hesitated. I, I just saw... <laughs> you really I drew saw, attention uh, to it. <laughs> um, but, anyway, so you got this huge, great handles shaped, like, uh, with um, obsidian... Like, these pewter demon's heads uh, in the bottoms of the rings. Um, you can see that there is um, no lock on the door but uh, runes etched around, in and around um, the inlay of the doorframe. Okay. Can um, I make an arcana check on that? Of course. You all may make an arcana check if you would like. 
Fourteen. Five. Uh, Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Um, these are you two. Um, both thistle down and Persephone, uh, s- like get closer to the runes and try and read them. And you would eventually be able to decipher it um, because you, you you have studied. But Tarquin has studied the runes on this door every day uh, that he mm. was uh, at school here, just waiting for his moment, for his chance to prove himself. Nerd. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> He hears in the back of his head <laughs> from the multiple times people would shout it as, he, as they walked past while he was standing in front of this door. Um, it is an arcane, uh, an arcane um, enchantment that uh, allows only um, Blackstone Fletchley to open this door, bound by blood. Um, So, this door. <laughs> can I just relay it? Do I have to yeah, repeat yeah, to you him? can. If you, you don't have I rel- to. I relay this information back. To of course, him. yes. Right. When you say bound by blood, would your blood work? Would my blood work? Would Persephone's blood work? I guess we can try. Let's try. So each of you take out your hand what, what are you doing what are you trying yeah we'll take our, our hand and... by bound by blood what does that mean we can do we have to literally use blood who are you asking I... right now you oh well I can't tell you that it's something oh, I just it says I, it I says thought I would know oh, oh it, that's what it says I thought yeah, it was, this if was you would, if you'd thing. like to uh, roll um, roll another arcana check 19 13 16 um, Persephone you think that it is a literal translation yeah and that there requires some some of uh, flet like Lord Blackstone's blood on the door handle yes. for it to for it to operate and you 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 mark the runes that circle around nearby the door handle and you see them sort of spread out in a spider pattern around it okay I think this could turn out badly but we're here. Let's do it. Each of you hold up your hand. Um, I believe... Uh, do any of you have a bladed weapon? Or a dagger or something? Um, yes, I do. Persephone draws from her side um, a very uh, ornate gold inlaid um, dagger with uh, a small, the small mark of the Fletchley family um, in the pommel of the dagger. Um, and you slit it across your hand. And you pass it to, um, who, yeah, you pass it to Tarquin. Tarquin does the same, and so does um, Thistledown in suit. Um, each of you place your hand tentatively up towards the door and onto the door handles, and you will feel a very uncanny feeling, as instead of like the blood smearing against the rest of your hand. You feel it be absorbed into the brass handles. Um, And it takes a little bit of time. And it occurs to you that perhaps, because none of you are Blackstone Fletchley, that maybe it won't work. But it seems that the the link is just a little bit weaker as your blood is just a little bit thinner by other other people's um, genetics. And the door 
bangs and slides open both of the doors open in front of you with a slow um, and scraping noise uh, in front of you is um, another stone door it's an archway and a very small room and above the archway written uh, in arcana in um, in uh, arcane runes which you would be able to read Tarquin as cum focus absoluta virtute which is the Fletchley uh, family words which translates roughly as you would all know as with focus absolute power um, you see that um, there are racks on the walls of um, several uh, scrolls a couple of swords um, there is uh, a it's, it's a very very simple room there is a several small bottles uh, with red liquid in there um, and there's just this door with the archway over the top and the, the um, Fletchley family symbol embedded into the top of the door frame I want to do a check on the door to see if I can spot any enchantments or barriers that would prevent us just going through it without setting okay. off some traps or alarms or yes make a perception check 17 17 yep uh, you run your fingers along the inside of the door frame you listen to the door you very delicately touch the handle just with your index finger and then bring it away the door handle was remarkably cold that was a bit weird but you continue to check it um, you spot that inside of the door frames scrawled very finely are some arcane runes um, make an arcana check just you thistle down uh, that is a five five yep. um, you think that there is one rune that makes you think that this door does not lead directly into another room but rather leads it's not trapped you know it's definitely not trapped but this is not a simple door is all you can all you can discern this is not a simple door sorry remind me of what else is around uh it's basically just a stone room there's behind you the doors are still open did you close them um no. and there's just and there's just so you this or down <laughs> closes them um as you close the door uh just a small orb of light leaps up into the air and illuminates the room um you look over to it initially makes your jump but then you stop and it's just literally there just to illuminate the room much in the way that a modern light switch would work um there's just uh some shelves of basic provisions um you see that there is several small potions of which you're not quite sure you imagine that they could perhaps be healing potions um but they 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 seem to be basic provisions for those who are unprepared i'm going to grab the potions uh please add uh two minor healing potions uh to your inventory you quickly stuff two small vials of dark red liquid uh into the pockets of your robes all right i go over and open the door you the push the door yeah uh you grab the door and the handle just opens normally swings and on the other side you see a open field covered in snow 
you see um, a building that is mostly in ruins. So it's just two walls in a corner. You see um, several. Uh, you see several great trees without leaves, uh, bone white that uh, match into the snow. Um, some of the snow that is at least like a foot, if not slightly higher than that, tumbles into the door, um, into the room that you're in now when you open it. You hear the wind whistle through and you watch the snow fall. Let's go. What is it? Come on. You step through. Thistledown takes the first step. Persephone follows. Tarquin's left in the doorway, standing behind. Wait! (laughs) You step through. As you step through, you just the door closes behind you, and you look back and you see where there was a door is now just a door frame, um, stone set in the same way. There is the Fletchley contracts, pewter demon skull still holding it right at the top. You see maybe a hundred feet away, a similar door, except this one actually has a door in it, and make a perception check because it is far away. 18. 18? 11. Um, you see Eight. that, uh, or at least Thistledown sees keenly with his ability to make out this man-made structure against um, this natural landscape, um, that there are five um, sort of impressions into the doorframe. Like, the... Almost like there are five orbs there, but it's the negative of that. So like concave? Concave. Shapes? Yes. All right. You also spot a tree, one of these trees that is up maybe like 50 feet away from you has fallen over and there is some snow gathering over the top of it. You guys walk through, walk towards this door? Yes. As you walk um, underfoot... Persephone, uh, you sort of almost trip for a second and you catch yourself and you look back to see what you tripped on um, imagine for a branch and you just see this sort of weird white stick poking out of the ground you kick some of the snow away and you make it out to be a bony hand reaching up from out of the snow Are you okay? Oh... Oh my god. What? It's an arm. You both hurry around and you do see that there is an arm there sticking out of the ground. You kick away some more snow, scoop it back, and you see there is a whole uh, body um, stripped clean, parts of it like frozen. You can see that there's been some freeze-thaw effects on some of the on the bone where it is broken and it is crushed. The Several of the bones are not connected anymore. You see the tatters of some clothing that you make out to be um, Fletchley Academy clothing. Friend of yours? Mine. A student has died in here. Yes, it's a terrible school. That's why we're here. We should keep moving. I don't like this. Do they have any orbs on them? Uh, You search. There are no orbs or anything. Anyone have any orbs? (laughs) I feel like I could use some orbs. <laughs> You'll see when we get to the door. <laughs> I haven't seen yet. 
Um, as you trudge further, I would like everybody to roll initiative. <laughs> Natural 20. Okay. 19. Three. So, Thistledown spots it. Uh, one of the trees that you initially thought was fallen starts to rise and creak. And with a great crackling, um, you see just several of it lift up. A great shape emerges from under the snow, maybe 20 feet away from you. And a great bony head, a skeletal head rises up, almost like a great serpent. Um, and then another rises up next to it. And another, and another. And soon five great serpent's heads connected at the end of a skeletal body on four shuffling skeletal legs rears itself up from the snow and lets out a each head snapping and gnashing at each other um, you spot at the centre of each of their heads are deep uh, green rubies um, that uh, flash and shimmer how you know they're rubies is another matter <laughs> but green gemstones orb shaped um <laughs> <laughs> I just yell out orbs. You yell against the the snow and point upwards um, as this great skeletal hydra um, appears out of the snowscape. Uh, what do you do? I cast thunder wave. That is within ten feet of it, so you can sprint up to. Oh, it. Where am I? You're about twenty feet away. I sprint about ten feet up. You sprint up to the hydra, um, shouting against the wind, um, and you get right up close. You clutch at your acorn and um, you mutter a few words under your breath and a great boom, a boom appears out in front of your hand. Uh, roll the damage, please. It's a dexterity save, am I right? Uh, constitution save. Constitution save. Three damage. Three total? Yeah. You blast it. Uh, it. What sort of damage? Thunder damage? Uh, yeah, 2d8 thunder damage. Um, you, you blast this at its ribcage, and all of the heads rear up and start gnashing at the sky, one of them coming down to meet you. And just as it gets close to your head, you cast the thunder wave, and it pushes it, making it roll onto its side, and it scoots across about 10 feet. Um, Persephone, it is your turn. What do you wish to do? I cast fireball. So, you see Thistledown. Thistledown is going to be caught in this blast, just so you know, because he is within the air. Oh, no, he blasted you 10 feet away. Yeah. So you could centre it right on the Hydra. Um, Okay, so Persephone darts along the snow, and then you just feel the... Uh, the fire glowing inside you. You were slightly cold before, but now your skin burns red hot. You point straight at where you want it to want the fire to emerge. Roll your dice. Count them up. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so as 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 you point, there's a streak of um of of grey smoke that finds the point that you focus on and then from the center of the hydra's ribcage a plume of fire just emerges small and then you hear both Tarquin and Thistledown Thistledown especially because he's close shields his eyes as there is a as a giant explosion of fire enters inside of it. How much damage? 29. Oh boy! 
Yeah, I, I knocked it over. Yeah. It was so powerful. <laughs> 29? Yes. Uh, bone just flies out <laughs> from the inside of this hydra. Um, and it lets out like a giant crackling gnash. Um, you see two of its heads just instant, like one of its heads just drops off of its body, and another one like where the skull like went down to like follow the trail of smoke as it went into its ribcage, peered close at where the explosion originated, and it just shattered. You see the green orb fly off and land into the snow. It is the Hydra's turn, and it raises up onto its side. Its head swing round at Persephone and it just trudges its, scra- its great claws scraping into the snow, leaving great gouges into the earth, so you can even see the grass and mud underneath. As it, as it rears up close to you, its three heads, its three, re- its three remaining heads, um, snap and gash at you. Um, so. One of the heads comes down and just immediately... <laughs> takes a quick bite into your side and you let out a gasp and you feel like hot blood trickle down inside of your um in like underneath your robes and immediately freeze over please take um take uh six points of damage um but there is like no relent because the second head comes down and clamps onto the other side of you um and you take uh 10 points of damage again. <laughs> the final head comes down and it looks like it's going to snap over your head to like tear and rip you apart. But just as that happens, like you manage to just dart backwards for a second and the, he- the head lands straight into the snow and rears back up into the sky, gnashing and letting like earth and snow and ice drip through its bony maw. Tarquin, it is your turn. I cast slow on the Hydra. What's the type of DC is that? Like, is it what sort of it's save a is wisdom. it? A wisdom save. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. So you you it is a large hydra and you are trying so hard not to get your sister within the area of your spell. Um, you plant your staff into the snow and you start waving your hand around the area that you're trying to affect. Uh, you mutter under your breath, trying all your might to remember the spell that you studied in the tree the night before um, but you managed to cast it like soon you see that the snow suddenly it appears to stop in the air in this sort of cube area where the hydra is the hydra's all its movements where it is gnashing slow almost like it's drifting the drops of earth and mud and even blood from two of its moors the drips slow in the air so that they're falling at a much slower pace. Um, it is Thistledown's turn. I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Uh, that's 10. It's a 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. High up in the clouds, as the snow falls softly, a circle of light illuminates on the clouds and from it a beam of white ethereal light shines down and immediately starts carving up the snow and it hits the hydra and you see like curling white flames surround the base of its skeletal structure uh, along the cracked ribcage that is charred and still smoking um and you hear it just gnash and let off a ghostly roar um through each of its heads still remaining um and uh it seems to just like 
it's 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 strange to watch and it's almost like beautiful with all these different effects going on around this hydra um but the head sort of shakes from the top of the head and you see just like the ripple down the spine and each of the flames seem to subdue slightly um but it still takes five points of damage um it is now persephone's turn so there's three heads, right? There's three heads, and they're sort of moving slowly in this in this um, area. Yeah. Okay. I um, Persephone looks at the three heads and tries to pick out which one is the leader of the three, but they're just all in. One of them is moving. slightly slightly larger. And okay. It's the one the one that tried to to crunch at you last. She tried to crunch my head. Yeah. She is focused on bringing down that one, mm. so she stands. Pulling herself together, her weight, and she just and and brings up all the energy that she has left, and and casts firebolt from both hands, aiming right at the neck, joining the three heads. Yes, as as her as her hands fling out, the ruby in her necklace glows, and a small uh, sphere of fire appears between her hands and shoots with precision. Roll an attack. So so just roll the the d20. This? This. Your, your main one for rolling. This yeah, one. yeah, yeah. 17. 17? Plus. Uh, that is a hit. Oh, right. Zero is 10. Oh, 14. Okay, so you hurl a motor fire and it just, you watch as it like lights through the air and then it goes in slow motion as it hits the slow field. But in slow motion, you see the head like bend down and watch it hit one of the vertebrae out from in between uh, one of the heads and you just see one of the heads clatter and fall off of the hydra and land onto the ground. Um, that is now the hydra's turn. So does that get hit with Moonbeam again? Because it's... On when, its turn. When a creature enters the spells area for the first time or on a turn or starts its turn there. Yes, it does. Cool, alright. So you got to make a constitution saving throw again. Uh, that's six. Six... Uh, it just like you continue to thistle down continues to draw the moonbeam down like this ghostly light shining from the clouds and again these fires like enrapture up around it and start to like burn and crack the bones and you even hear some of the bones pop Um, it is so on the hydra's turn it turns its head down again to Persephone and one of it just like it, it seems to only be able to poise and manage to shoot one of its necks out but as the neck leaves the area of slow it darts quick head like smashes down into you um and it just grabs you in its maw and picks you up and just hurls you across the snow please take 10 points of damage i've got one point left you are thrown across the snow it feels like cold against your cheek and you start bleeding but you are still conscious barely um but that is the hydra's turn it is tarquin's turn I'm like raging. Yeah. Well, you're Tarquin. not raging. No, I know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking raging. Yeah. <laughs> this guy just threw my sister across the. You're raging for Tarquin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nerd raging. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fireball, bitch. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um. Yeah. Roll your damage. Tarquin's staff. He grabs it up at the ground, takes a few steps forward, and leans leans it forward so that the 
demon skull on the end of it heats up its pewter and glows a hot red. Um, all of the wrappings around it um, catch fire and just dropped onto the snow. And a similar arc of white smoke draws across and lands. What is there a specific area that you're aiming for? I'm going for that big head. One of the heads. Yeah. It has two heads left. Um, they're pretty close to each other, right? So yeah, they're next to each other. So you aim yeah. for the aim for the center of the heads. It's yeah. hard, but you manage to, and it stops midair inside of the slow. So the fireball again, a plume starts in the center, and you watch as a slow motion explosion. You hear the as it just expands slowly outwards. Um, how much damage did you roll? Thirty-three. Oh, and the Hydra tries to get out of the way, but it's it struggles with with the slow that you've cast on it. It's unable to dodge out of the way. Um, it has one of its heads blown off um, and crackling away, and many of its rib cages are shattered and broken. A lot of a lot of its pieces lie in the snow, but still, its head cranes and it lets out this horrible deep howl, um, rattling through its rib cages. Um, it is now um, Thistledown's turn. Alright, I cast Healing Word on uh, Persephone. Okay. Um, do that then. That's a bonus action, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, 1d4 plus my spellcasting modifier of hit points. So that's uh, 9 hit points. Does that mean I take 9? Yep. Uh, so I can still do stuff, right? Yeah, you can do anything. All right. It's bonus action. Um, so um, I should I should say that Thistledown um, looks over at uh, Persephone while your moonbeam's still crying down, and you just stretch with one hand guiding the moonbeam. You you send another hand over and just whisper a few words underneath your breath. Your acorn like floats up for a second, and you just hear whispering in your ears this melodic. Words you can't understand, it's in a language that is hidden to you, in a language almost sounds like the whispering of trees, but you feel some of your wounds close over. You stop bleeding as much. You let out a sigh. Um, Thistledown, what else do you do? Uh, gust of wind. Gust of wind? Yep. Let me bring that up. What the hell? I can find it if you like. Alright, so line of strong wind, 60 feet long, 10 feet wide. Uh, so each creature starts, starts its turn in the line must succeed on a strength saving throw. Mm. Wait, does this even do any damage? It doesn't do damage. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to go with variety for the spells. This sit down is like going through different spells and this thing is like, perhaps a gust of wind. <laughs> Wait. Alright, no, you, fuck it. Thunder wave again. You sprint up, you, you be in the area of slow. Hmm? To do Thunder Wave? Yeah, because or to get it to hit, right? Why? Because Thunder Wave does 10 foot area. Oh, I guess you could be 5 foot away, actually. Yeah, no, mm. I'm wrong. 15 <laughs> foot cube originating from me. Yes. Alright. 15 foot. Sorry, my mistake. Yep. Um, so, Constitution saving throw? Uh, yes. That's 7. Again, there is a but the shockwaves you can see as some of the snow like lifts, it seems to be affected somewhat by the slope. And what originally pushed over the whole hydra now only causes its knees to bend a little and it braces. 
um, before its, what its last remaining head turns slowly towards you. Um, takes three points of damage. Um, it is um, Persephone's turn. You're lying on the ground. You get up. Yes. Yes. Persephone pulls herself up from the ground. Half your face is red and cold. You're still feeling very worse for wear. I think I've got enough and I've I'm I'm <sighs> Persephone looks at the creature of what remains of the creature Skeletal and... Hydra. Tattered, tattered, and bits falling off, and is like, I yeah. am bringing, I am bringing you down. Mm. She clutches her ruby necklace, mm. takes a deep breath, and, sh- and is surging up the power again to release a firebolt. The light is really hard to generate in her body, but she's focusing on the ruby, and reaches out her hands, looks the creature right in its face, and... Casts. Casts Firebolt with both hands. Roll the attack. 20. <laughs> Natural, 20. Natural 20? Natural 20. Roll those dice twice. These two? Yeah, you, that's a critical hit. 10. And, um, 12. Uh, 12. So 22. <laughs> Please also roll a d20 um, <laughs> as a, yeah, your regular, the regular roll. This one? Yes. Um, 22. <laughs> 13. 13. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Persephone just gets up from the snow and it's almost like your eyes light with fire and you just scream into into the snow uh, as a fire just emerges from the ruby, much bigger than a normal firebolt, and it's almost like it curls in a helix towards uh, the hydra, and it just blasts its final head off, it lands into the snow, and the rest of its hunk of hulking corpse just clatters into the ground. Um, you felt just then suddenly in the aftermath, like a wave of elation, and then just a like you're getting a panic attack. Uh, a feeling that you've had before, like you're suddenly going to release like a oh. bunch of wild energy. Um, you scream to your companions, uh, to both Tarquin and Thistledown, to like stay back from you. Um, she screams, and then there's just a few moments, and then nothing. You manage to control it. You keep it down. What the hell was that? You drop your slow spell. It's just the the rest of the snow just starts falling normally. A lot of a lot of things actually, like a lot of snow that gathered at the top of the slow spell just <laughs> lands. Um, then everybody just holds themselves in the quiet. Well, I'm gonna get some orbs. <laughs> <laughs> down sets about gathering these uh, green rubies, these large green orbs from the heads of the Hydra, 
Um, make make a uh, an investigation check to see how long it takes you. Uh, I run over to Persephone and give her uh, a minor healing potion. Oh, that's a nine on my investigation check. Oh, it takes you like five minutes because yeah. it's in the snow. Um, just orbs, orbs, orbs. <laughs> he says, I'm just very, very nonchalant. <laughs> um, uh, so you were giving giving her a health potion? Yeah. Um, just, just drink it. Um, can you drink it? <laughs> drink it. You, you can say, I drink the potion. Just drink it. <laughs> drink it. <laughs> Um, I drink the potion. Would you like to so roll two d fours like this, two pyramids, um, and add four to it, and that's how much you heal. Five, uh, nine. Heal, heal nine points of health. Yes. Um, and you feel some of your wounds close over again. Um, and uh, Thistle Down comes up, and he has. Uh, five orbs in his in his arms, and I look stoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I go over to the door, yeah. uh, and I start uh, placing them putting, into the, putting the orbs in. Yep. Um, you place all of the orbs in, and the demon's head at the top of the door. Its eyes glow, and then uh, the door cracks slightly, like it's just opened, like it's unlocked. Um, you push it open. Yep. Uh, thistle down shoves both the doors open, and now you see a chamber um, that is just just a blast of heat hits you as you open the door, and you just hear the bubbling of lava, and you see just like a circular disc in front of you, um, and you can see like as you step into the chamber, you look up, and all of you step through again. Um, the door closes behind you and again just a door frame left um, and oh it's not just a door frame left you look behind you and you see that the door you just stepped through has now closed and there is a door in place and there are um, four crenellations in it similar to the ones you just dropped um, and you look up and around you it seems you are in a large crater of a volcano standing on a roughly 15 foot circular disc of stone um, the heat is almost unbearable uh, mounted on the walls across from a, a short, a small lake of lava around you is um, uh, four um, demon heads uh, made of obsidian in their moors uh, large red rubies uh, glinting at you um what, what shape are the three? They are, they are in fact, orbs. <laughs> All right, Thistle Down goes, orbs! That was chapter three of the Fletchley Contracts. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, thank you to Matt for sending a lovely email. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Uh, Matt's brought up a note that I've had from a few of you out there um, about inconsistencies in the volume of the music and the sound effects. Um, it's quite tricky to balance uh, as I get all my sound effects and music from royalty-free websites such as freesound.org. Um, so they tend to all be different volumes to begin with. Um, I'm trying to get better at it, and I hope I am getting better at it. Um, 
and try and uh, reduce some of those unplanned jump scares. Um, do send us a message uh, and share the podcast with your friends if you're enjoying it. Um, well, that's all from me. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables. Catch you next time. <laughs>